1: This is episode 33 of the Travelling Image Makers podcast and I'm your host Ugo Chey. If you've been following this podcast for some time, you will have certainly noticed that one of the recurring themes here is that of giving back, of using photography to effect some real change in the world and to benefit the communities that we visit when we travel. This was the central point of our episode 25, for example, uh, with John Butterill, also of episode 14 with Anetani. End of episode 13 with Ralph Velasco. I was very happy then when I contacted Darlene Hildebrandt asking for an interview and she told me about her involvement with the people of the El Limonai community in Nicaragua. We immediately agreed that our conversation would be focused on that and more in general on various ways in which travel photographers can do more than just come, snap some pictures and leave. Darlene is the creator of Digital Photo Mentor. She has been a professional photographer for over 26 years and a photography educator since 2011. Her next tour to Nicaragua is in next November and you can participate in giving back to the communities there by working with the locals and a kids photography group. So if you want to know more about these uh, very worthwhile initiatives, listen to my interview with Darlene Hildebrandt. You can find all the links and show notes for this episode at ttim.photo33. And as always, please leave us a review on iTunes if you like the show. Thanks. Hi Darlene, how are you doing? Hi. Good, how are you? I'm good. What's uh, what's up with you? What's new in, in the world of Darlene Hildebrand?
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, many things. I mean, you're always about travel on this podcast. So my latest latest trip um, was actually Morocco. So I'm looking at your Skype picture right now, which is you and Chef Shawn, And I was there um, in May. So I was just there a couple of months ago on my first tour to Morocco that I led.
1: Was it the first time you went to Morocco?
0: First time I went there and I loved it and planning on to take another group there next spring. I'm working
1: on that right now. What, what places did you see in Morocco besides Chefchaouen?
0: We, we started in Casablanca. We went to Chefchaouen, Fez... Uh, our food so we went out to the desert to stay um we didn't get to stay in the tents because we had a sandstorm of all things while we were there which was kind of exciting um and then we went to ate ben to see the big kasbah and marrakesh and then back to casablanca and then i stayed three days in
1: rome in your country yeah and you said it was your first time in morocco did you like it
0: I did, yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's so very different than anything else. Um, I've been to Muslim countries before, like I've been to Turkey, and there was a lot of similarities to Turkey. Um, I've been to Malaysia, which is also predominantly Muslim, but there's just so many different things culturally, and the food, and it was all fantastic. Colorful, very colorful.
1: Okay we will talk about your travels uh, a little bit later but first I I didn't ask you to introduce yourself for uh, those three or four of our <laughs> listeners who who don't know who Darlene Hildebrand is can you just sure. give a very short introduction to to what you do and um Sir, I call myself
0: a photography educator. I've been a photographer for almost 30 years. Um, I've done all kinds of things, weddings, portraits, commercial photography, food, um, fine art. I've had my stuff in galleries, sell my work online and so on. And then about five years ago, I started teaching and found that it was another passion of mine. So I really love to combine teaching with photography because I love both of those things. And then also I get to combine travel, which is a third passion of mine, with photography by leading tours and going to exotic places and taking people that love to travel with me
1: great and you have a great resource on your website is a uh, digital photo mentor yes that's right yes that's great. right we will put the links in uh in the in the blog post for people who want to to know more about you and, uh, and what you have to offer you have lots of uh, tutorials tips articles and so on it's a uh, it's really a site where one can uh uh, spend many hours getting educated. That's uh, thank you. That's a great thank twist. you. Yeah,
0: I try and do a new article every week, and people can subscribe to my newsletter. And I have a free ebook, which is um, something that I designed um, not to give them uh, tips on anything, but actually get them out doing photography. So, ten things that they can go do.
1: Yeah. So the, um, I would like to go um, to get to the the meat of our conversation today and uh, we we agreed that we would talk uh, mostly about your um, your trips to Nicaragua and you've recently mm-hmm. been there as if I, if, uh, if i understand correctly so can you explain a little bit uh, uh, what, what why nicaragua is so important to you what you do there and why
0: mhm sure sure um i've been to nicaragua now four times and um, my, my Spanish is much improved, I must say, <laughs> over the first time. Uh, but the first time we actually were planning to make photography tours and I kind of let things evolve, I call it, organically. Um, a friend of ours had gone to Nicaragua and had been to this community and that lives in the garbage dump and he posted a, a video on Facebook and it was him serving uh, cooking and serving this meal to this community in the garbage dump. And I was really attracted to that because something that I wanted to build into my tours was an experience for people to be able to communicate and, and interact with the locals, but also a way to give back. You know, we're traveling to a country that's very, very poor, and when we go there, I like to leave something good behind. You know, I like to, you know, the old saying, take photos and leave footprints. Well, I like to take photos and leave behind a legacy of something from our group that can help the people that we've visited and, and gotten to know while we we're there. Um, so initially it was that this friend of mine that had gone that attracted me to build a tour there and since I have been there now several times um, it just keeps drawing me back more and more because I find that the people are so endearing and they're also in such great need, um, but they're so friendly and warm and caring, and that's what makes me wanna keep going back and to also have, bring other people with me to be able to experience um, that. Because these people have next to nothing, and yet they will still feed you. They will provide you a meal and out of their own pocket.
1: I was watching the video, that I think it's the video you are referring to, that you also have uh, included in a blog post of yours. Uh, about that community and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's quite impressive i mean those people live just beside a, a garbage dump in, yeah uh, in a kind of shanty town with the houses made out of corrugated metal and cardboard and whatever they can find in the dump mm-hmm. and if i understand correctly the reason they live there is because the the dump gives them subsistence uh it can be surprising right
0: Mm, Yes, there's lots of entrepreneurial things. I mean, the original reason why they were there is because in 1999, Hurricane Katrina came through Nicaragua and um, destroyed many communities. Many people were flooded out. There was lots of mudslides. Entire villages were destroyed. Many people died. And a lot of the survivors got, got taken, picked up by the government, and just plopped on this piece of land that nobody was using and nobody wanted because it was next to not just the garbage dump, but the cemeteries on the other side, and then the sewage. Treatment plant, which which literally deposits its waste into the river that runs alongside this the um, the garbage dump. So they call it the trio of hell for a reason. And they put these people there, and then sort of just forgot about them. Mm-hmm. And the housing situation is changing a little bit because the government currently is running a program where they are sponsoring houses to to build. The people now have title to their land. And I actually am working with a group and leading a, an organization, a nonprofit that is helping them out to pay the registration to the government so that they can get these houses. So they're actually, we're helping them get out of the shanties and actually into constructed houses made of real brick and mortar that have a locked door and can be safe and secure for them.
1: Yeah, I think that there are two things here. And one is that some of those people were, relocated or moved to different areas. And they actually came back to the, to the dump because they live by picking recyclables like plastic mm-hmm, yes. from the dump, metal and so on, and selling it to, to local traders and so on. So they, they get some, some kind of subsistence from the dump that they would not get somewhere else. So, they they
0: do indeed, yeah. yeah. And they and they like to be self dependent, so rather than going to get a job for some working for somebody else, they prefer to work for themselves and digging the recyclables like you described.
1: And so it's important to help them there, not to give them houses somewhere else. Exactly. They would not find a job, but to give exactly. them houses there. Another thing I was reading is that the the government is sponsoring those houses, but they still cost $300. Is that right? Which right. Which so might seem okay. Yes. It's a house of, for $300. That's nothing. But those people make $30 a month. Yes. So for them, it's basically one year of yes. earnings. Yeah, a it's, a lot
0: of, it's a lot of money. And yeah. most of them, probably about 85% are illiterate, they don't read or write, they don't have a bank account, and they have no way to, to get money. Um, so coming up with $300 is, is a hardship for many of them.
1: Yeah, so your, uh, your organization is contributing uh, money to, to, to pay for those houses, basically.
0: Yes, we are helping them, yes. And we have some other programs going on as well, like we are doing helping with them with microloans as well because there's many people that you mentioned are entrepreneurial in the community, and it's not just the garbage pickers, but it's um, people that are making tortillas and they sell them in the market. There's a lady that now has a juicing machine and she makes juice and sells the juice to the workers. Um, Then there's there's people that collect firewood and sell it because they use wood still in their stoves. And there's men who run bicycle taxis and all kinds of things like that ladies who do laundry and so on so we help the micro help them buy supplies and equipment that they need to operate their business
1: so do you think it's important to to bring photographers there i mean people who want to to go on a photo tour of nicaragua to to bring them to to that community what, what do you think is the benefit of that
0: I do. Um There's been much debate. And if you look on the internet about volunteerism, there's much debate around, you know, could that money that the, the the volunteer is spending to get there to come to build a house or whatever it is they do, could that money be better spent if they just donated it? Yes and no. Because first of all, I think that the person who wants to travel is going to travel anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have them come to a country and do some good with it than, you know, go to somewhere that, like Las Vegas or, you know, just as an example (laughs) and spend their money on the slot machines, right? Um, And number two, I think it's important, especially for people who are into photography because, you know, we talk about how can you use photography to do good. And I think one of the ways that my pictures are doing good is because the images that I share on my Facebook, on my website um, have helped raise awareness of the situation and uh, raise a lot of money. And so the more groups that we bring, the more awareness that we can raise and spread this farther and create even more opportunities to help these people.
1: Yeah, I hope my little podcast can raise the awareness level just a little bit more it would be it would be great if we get more exposure to to those uh to those activities i think they're extremely extremely useful and beneficial as you said to to those people and yeah that, that's people can argue that uh, those visitors are um, they could just donate the money but they would not I mean they would just go to Las Vegas maybe or go to to some other place to to some rich country or
0: exactly or country, which
1: is not the same exactly. They would spend the money anywhere somewhere else yeah yes like,
0: exactly and and I think like when we go on our groups, um we typically give our groups information about where we're going and and Nicaragua is special in our tours because we have more connection to the community than anywhere and we're able to do these things like we bring donations of clothing, school supplies um to some degree uh, we bring personal items like jewelry like even just you know cheap costume jewelry that that people here throw away that's maybe worth a dollar for somebody there the women they went crazy for this stuff we had a box full of it and they went crazy for it because it's they live in a garbage dump community you know and they don't get a chance to dress up and feel pretty and so it was actually a really special moment for them to be able to have this jewelry just to feel pretty like a woman as opposed to somebody who's working in the garbage all the time
1: and do the people who come with you on the tours then send back photos to the people of the community you think yes that's, uh, that, that's a good thing Yes.
0: What happens is every group that we take then will send me photos. So I take them back with the following group. And that's a really cool experience as well, because our group that's going down in November will get to hand out photos that I took and that our last group took um, previously. And the people have come to know me there as the photo lady and they bring their kids to me to take photos because they know I'm going to come back with a picture for them.
1: And they probably have never had uh, printed pictures of themselves to many, to yeah, hang in, many. in their house that, that's, uh, many have not. Yeah, yeah sure. And what, what about other countries? Do you Have you similar activities in other countries, or are you planning to uh, to do the same in other countries or something similar?
0: We would very much like to. Um, we, we've actually put our Cuba tour on hold for next year. Cuba is a little bit of a kind of a logistical nightmare right now because there's so many people flooding in and they, they don't have the infrastructure to handle it. And it's it's really challenging to organize things in Cuba. So we, we would like to do that there. Um, in Morocco, I'm trying to build a bit more of that into our next one. It's the first time that I've gone, so we're still building that relationship. Um, India actually is going to be added to our re- repertoire for most likely 2017. And the lady that I'm going to be doing the tour with ha- is from India, and we're going to be working with a ladies' group in a small community there. So that's something that we're going to build into into India. Um, and it is, like I said, my intention to build into all of them. Nicaragua has the most because I've been there the most times and the more times I go to additional places, the more connections that I make.
1: What kind of uh, experience can people who join your tours expect beside uh, visiting those communities? I, I guess it's not an you know, entirety of the tour is spent uh, helping communities but there is time for photography and tourism and, and other stuff. What, what kind of tours are they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of wanted to start building these tours after I myself went to Turkey on a larger group tour, which was not a photography related tour. And there was like 40 people on this bus. And every time we arrived somewhere, um, just as an example, we arrived at Ephesus for, you know, which is a major, um, place to see Roman ruins. And it's amazing. And we get there at like noon, which is high noon. The light is horrible. And we had literally, we were told that we had an hour to go and see this entire place. And, um, I was mortified. And so the reason that we wanted to build my, my tours differently is that we want to take advantage of the best light, which is, you know, early in the morning, later in the afternoon, um, in some places like Nicaragua, you don't want to be out in the middle of the because it's very hot Um, so we build rest time into the afternoon or we can process our images or have image review so the tours are set up every day so that we make the best use of the light and that we have time to photograph which is the other thing so we keep the group small Um, most of our tours are maximum 12 in Nicaragua, we only take 10 Um, and we keep them small so that we're able to change our plans on the fly too, so that if we're driving along the highway somewhere and we see something that's interesting, we can stop the bus and get out and take photos. Um, Whereas you can't do that on a regular tour. You don't get to dictate where you stop and for how long. So we really make our tours about um, having time to do photography. Um, I'm available for one-on-one consultations and tutoring. And we have usually some time for image review, whether that be one-on-one or schedule time where we all sit down and look at images and then just help people as as we go through the tour progress with their photography in whatever stage of their experience they're at we have pure beginners that come with literally pointed shoot cameras to i've had professionals come on tours as well and and they've also had a good time
1: yeah, I would like to go back a little bit to the the idea of giving back, which is so important to you. And maybe you want to to mention some of your other activities. I know, for instance, you are involved in uh, Help Portrait and other local um, activities. So, if you, would you like to to expand sure. a, a little bit more on those, especially Help Portrait, which some people have heard sure. of? Sure.
0: Yeah, How Portrait is something um, I haven't currently been involved because I've been away for a couple winters when it's happened here. But how Portrait is an event that was started by um, oh Jeremy yeah, Court. Thank you, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> think of his last name, um, Jeremy Court, and. He, his idea was to photograph and give portraits to people who couldn't afford them and so uh, there's an event once a year where uh, portrait photographers set up a day in cities all around the world and it happens all at the same time, it's amazing and people can just come down get the portrait done, we print it out and we give it to them before they walk out the door they they can get snacks they get their maybe their hair and makeup done depending on the, the city and what's been organized and it's just a really, really great event on both sides because the photographers get to help people with their photography and even if you're not a professional it's something that you can get involved in um, as an assistant they need people help to register people at the door so even don't worry about your skills if you're not a professional portrait photographer just uh, they need bodies to help so if that's something that you feel that you want to do sign up. It's how portrait I'm sure you can put the website for that on the blog post as well. Now, something else that I do locally is for years, I've worked with a, a homeless shelter and I've done various different things for them. Um, I photograph their events every year. They have a new year's dinner where we serve dinner to about a thousand homeless people. And I've helped them photograph that. And they use the images in their social media and on their website and their newsletter. Um, I've photographed some other events that they have. Um, So just kind of thinking outside the box in terms of I like to recommend to people that you don't have to travel and do something that's huge and grandiose like starting a nonprofit or, you know, doing these kinds of things. There's things in your own community that you can find to to help that need a photographer and they don't necessarily need somebody who's experienced. They need somebody who can take photos for them and provide them some good photos. Um, There's many ways to, to help out.
1: Yeah, I was also I mean that that might sound a little bit selfish, but I was talking with other people, other photographers. They said they they like to help uh, and like to to help communities in distress. A friend of mine have been to some remote islands in the Pacific uh, helping them and uh after a, a hurricane. Mm-hmm. They they invariably said that they they don't do it in order to get something back. But invariably, you get something you back do. in terms of, uh, yeah, aside from the, the well wishes, the um, of the, the, the people you you benefit, but in general, you, you put yourself out as somebody who is willing to help. And, and sometimes you get returns in terms of exposure. Uh, or NGOs might ask you for photos, give you assignments, and so on. So in a way, I mean, it might sound selfish, but it, it's, it's a form of marketing, uh, in a sense. <laughs> you know? sure, I mean, you yeah. don't do it for that, but yeah. uh, people... It's are... it's
0: really hard to do true altruistic giving because the nature of giving in itself is when you give, you also get something, right? You get a satisfaction. You get a feeling of, of accomplishing something. So it's very hard to be truly altruistic.
1: True, true. So um, coming a little a little back back to, to to travel per se um, mm-hmm. I would like to ask you you've been to a number of foreign countries you mentioned uh, Morocco and Italy and of course Nicaragua and so on um, which one is your favorite which one would you go back to Let, let's, oh. let's put Nicaragua aside okay? <laughs> okay. you've been there four times but uh, what other country you would like to go back if you could go tomorrow and money and time were not an issue
0: um, there's uh, Where to begin? <laughs> uh, actually, your country. I'd love mm-hmm. to to come and stay in Tuscany and, and stay in a, a lovely casa castle or a villa and drink some wine and um, go to the, the Cinque Terre and experience the coast there. So Italy is high on my list as well to revisit. Um, I've been to France, but only a very small section of it when I came sort of up the coast from Spain. And I, Paris is high on my list. Uh, I I will turn 50 next March, and I wanted to get to Paris before my 50th birthday, which kind of isn't in the cards, but I'm working on Morocco again in April, so might do a a path through Paris on my way home and and take that off. Um, As for other countries where I would like to revisit, it's such a hard question to answer because I would like to visit all of them again, but I have so many other new countries that I would also like to see, so... I don't think there is, to give you a short answer, there's not a single place that I've been that I wouldn't go back to.
1: Okay, maybe it's a place that you would not like to go back to, and it's okay if you don't want to talk about that, but I know you had some (laughs) misadventures recently, was that in Peru?
0: Uh, we did have a misadventure in Peru. Yes, yeah. that wasn't Peru's fault, though. That was that was my <laughs> husband got ill and was in the hospital. However, we both still want to go back to Peru, so mm-hmm. it hasn't it hasn't ruined me because I do love the country. Um, I would say the place that I least my least favorite place to visit, and I, I keep ending up back there for conferences, is Las Vegas. I mentioned that earlier, yeah. but it's just not a favorite place of mine. There's so many other places of the world that. Um, I like so much more, and I find Las Vegas is very commercial, and it's not my thing.
1: Yeah, I've been to Vegas twice myself. I would not go back for to Las Vegas itself, uh, but there are some interesting locations around it. Maybe. Uh, oh yeah, that, the that canyon Valley. Jokes. Yeah, I did a last time I was in Vegas. I did a day trip to Death uh, Valley, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, I've been there as well.
1: Yep. That's, uh, it has its own sides. Positive sides to it.
0: <laughs> well, something if you stay you out of not, the city. <laughs> something that you may not know is that um, in 2009, I, I married my my husband, and we um, we bought an RV, and uh, you guys might call it—I'm not sure—you might call it a camper van in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought an RV, like a large motorhome, and in December of 2009, we took off and we traveled for six months around Canada and the U.S. Um, with our two cats. So we we traveled about 27,000 kilometers in six months.
1: Wow. So, conversely, which country or location that you haven't visited yet would like to, to visit next?
0: Yeah, I have a few. Like I said, there's many. India is definitely on my list. Uh, I have a good friend of mine. Um, I call him my brother and he calls me his sister and he lives in New Zealand. Uh, But he's from Mumbai and he's always wanted me to come and visit his family. So uh, as part of my India tour next year, I will spend some extra time and connect with him also. So that's on my list. And um, Japan, I just, I love Japanese food, I love, I find the Japanese culture interesting and everybody I've ever talked to that has gone to Tokyo says that they could live there in a heartbeat and they love the city. So Tokyo and Japan are, are also high on my list. i the hoping you, I will get there next year.
1: What do you look for when planning to visit the country? Is it the landscapes, the culture, the people, the food?
0: Um, less the landscape I mean I enjoy seeing the landscape I'm not so much a landscape photographer per se as I am a people photographer my background is in portrait and wedding and I love street photography I love people photography in general and so um, which was actually really hard in Morocco because many people don't like their photos taken but I love to interact with the locals as much as possible and um, which is why I have been working on my my Spanish and, and being able to communicate in the countries that I I visit because to me, if I can connect with somebody on a human level, um, that's more important to me than taking a snapshot of them without them knowing. So I would rather um, get close to them and chat for 10 minutes and then take their photo as opposed to a, a grab shot. That's my style.
1: So I would like to put you a little bit on the spot for a moment. And apologies, we didn't prepare this. So it's okay if you're not... Oh, it's uh, exciting. It's uh, <laughs> You don't have a, a ready answer, but... Uh, one tip or uh, a couple of tips to people who would like to travel more and visit okay. places and experience them photographically to get the best and the most out of uh, travel what would you say
0: sure sure I actually teach a travel class too a travel photography class um, so I'll give you a couple of tips from there um, well first of all I would just say if you want to go somewhere stop hesitating and just just plan it because uh, people will make bucket lists and they make lists of all these things that they want to do, but you actually have to make a plan to tick off some of those things, right? So uh, if, if something is on your bucket list, whether it be Paris or Tokyo, make a plan as to, okay, when am I going to fit that in my schedule? If you don't like traveling alone, find a group, find a tour, find somebody, a friend that wants to go with you and just make a plan to do it. Um, so that would be my first tip is to just Organize it and do it. Get off, you know, get off the pot, shall we say. Get off the couch. Yes, get off the couch. And uh, the second thing would be in terms of photographically – Uh, You can go about it a couple of different ways. Uh, If you want to research the place before you go, there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, Flickr is a good source of resourcing images because you can search for the place. So, for example, when I was going to Rome, I knew that I was going to stay near the Colosseum. And I looked on Flickr and I looked on 500px for images of the Colosseum so that I could get an idea of maybe where is the best spot to photograph it because it's a big place, right? And Mm -hmm. just being in the right place at sunset. And I had only three days. And so that gave me a really good idea to help me scout the location ahead of time. Um, And actually, I booked my place to stay in closer to where i wanted to be to photograph it as well so you can do some good research and intel online um you can actually meet some some photograph photo groups too um i personally haven't done this but i know people who've traveled and connected up with photo meetup groups on meetup.com or even on facebook like um photo walk groups or something like that and join uh another camera club or group that's in the city that you're visiting and then you're not doing it by yourself and you're going out with other local photographers
1: okay very good tips that was not too difficult (laughs) (laughs) no you were prepared anyway okay i teach this stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's great uh speaking of teaching where can people find more about uh, your educational activities
0: Oh, good segue. <laughs> you can find me at digitalphotomentor.com. And you can find me on, on Facebook and Twitter and all those other things as well. But you can link to that from my website. Um, and that's primarily where I live is on my website.
1: Great. We will put links in the, in the blog post. And anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up?
0: Um, yeah, I love a quote. Um I can't remember who said it, but uh, the quote is something or something like um, traveling or life is like a, a book and those who do not travel only read one page. Oh, so cool. I encourage people to read the whole book and travel.
1: I was afraid you were going to say life is like a box of chocolates.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I do like chocolates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Um, thanks for uh, for being with us today. It's been an awesome conversation and uh, I hope it has inspired people to, to travel more and to help because that's the, that's the thing, right? I mean, uh, you are really keen and uh, into the concept of, uh, of helping out and giving back wherever I possible. Know. And that's, uh, that's just a great thing.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks you. Thank you. And um, all the best for your next trips and adventures. Goodbye.
0: Thank you. Take care.